0: Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is a pastoral roadside emergency kit. <laughs> Grab yourself a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles or crochet hook and join us. Let us introduce ourselves. I'm Pastor Amanda Zenzelow, and I serve
1: as the pastor at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Don Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, so this topic... Kind of started twofold because as I was playing with the duct tape Bible on your desk, (laughs) we also had somebody come up to us that they needed a tow. Correct. An actual roadside emergency made me think of (laughs) the things in your car that you would need for a pastoral emergency.
0: And I did tell you about the random various and sundry things that are stuffed into the doors of my car. You did. And it all starts (laughs) literally
1: with the duct tape Bible. So what is the duct tape Bible? (laughs) So this
0: happened because I was on a confirmation trip in California way early in the first years of my ministry. Okay. We were headed out to do various events with the kids. And then we were going to go stop somewhere and do some like devotional stuff. But we were out and about. And I realized I didn't have a Bible with me. And this was before smartphones.
1: Mm, can't just go to Bible Gateway. Is that the one? Right. Can't okay. just go
0: to Bible Gateway and pull it up. This was when flip phones were brand new. Oh. Do you remember like the Motorola Razor? I yeah, do. I didn't have one of those. But it was back in that era of time. And so there was no like quick pull up the internet thing. So when, while we were out at the mall... I snuck into Barnes and Noble and I found a translation that I didn't already own, which is not always the easiest thing to do for pastors. But I found a translation I didn't already own. And the publication was that it's a duct tape Bible. So the cover is literally made of duct tape. Yes.
1: And you've had this long enough that I think you might actually need a new application of duct tape. It's possible. It Mm -hmm. could probably use some refreshing. It's been well used and well loved. It has lived
0: in the door of my car.
1: Okay. for your scraper.
0: (laughs) Well, my scrapers in the back, but because the doors of my car are filled with pastoral stuff. So this leads yep, us but to. But it's then... lived there
1: for almost 15 years now. So okay. Yeah. Well, what else resides in there with it? So in the
0: driver's side door pocket, okay. that's where the duct tape Bible, a current copy of the church directory, so I have people's addresses that I can get to them easily. Sure.
1: And I, a mini version. Tell me it was a photo directory, so I feel less bad about the fact that it still takes a photo directory every now and again <laughs> to jog a memory.
0: It's not a photo directory. Okay. It's just the regular. Because it's smaller. Photo sure. directory is larger. And then a small Lutheran book of worship. Okay. They're really tiny. I forget when I got that. That's a fairly recent edition.
1: That's got to be wafer-thin pages.
0: It is. It absolutely is. And the hymns are really tiny. Oh, but a magnifying- I magnify? There's a magnifying <laughs> yeah. glass in there. But it's useful for some of the older hymns that may not have even made it into the ELW. Oh, interesting. Because the ELW was published towards the beginning of my ministry, so about 12, 13 years ago. So this is an old one. This is the 1978 Green Hymnal. Sure, sure, sure. a mini version of that. Oh, and a nail file. Because, you know, if you break a nail, you don't want to go do communion or someone's blessing with (laughs) raggedy nails. (laughs) These things matter to me.
1: And they should. Uh,
0: Right? It's like we do a lot of our work as pastors with our vocal cords and our hands. Yeah. Right? Those are the two things. We talk about the word and then we do the healing with our hands. And so...
1: I've got the stuff to be able to speak and the stuff to make sure that my hands don't look terrible. You when know, I, do it. I still remember the first time it came up that you were trying to figure out what color you wanted to do for the baptism that my was nails. going uh-huh. on. And we were talking your nails. And it just did not even occur to me that that would be a thing. But it makes perfect sense. The, this On this last weekend, I presided at a wedding, and it was the first wedding
0: where I didn't have <gasps> French tip nails on so that but luckily the photographer didn't come close enough oh sure to take any picture of my hands during the blessing or anything like that so I'm
1: sure there are people out there who still don't quite get it but when you're talking something like that you're gonna have stage photos and you're gonna have hands Mm -hmm. anywhere my goal as an officiant like at a wedding sure
0: is to disappear in the photos oh totally right which means that I can't look so shabby that I stand out and I can't look so great that I stand out, right? So we're not talking
1: like... You're not going to have glitter nails. You're
0: not going to have blue glitter nails for Advent because that's going to stand out in their wedding photos. At least I'm not. Other people may rock that and that's awesome. Yep. And there may be weddings where that is the way that you blend in. Sure. But for me, and especially for this beautiful wedding, French tips would have been appropriate, but my nails are dead right now. So. <laughs> Moving on from the nail file... I think that's the driver's side pocket. Okay. Has those pieces. And then the passenger side pocket, because it didn't all fit in my side, is the current Book of Occasional Services that goes with the ELW. Okay. What is a Book our... of Occasional Services? So, the Book of Occasional Services is a precious book for pastors. And it has in it. At least the old one. The one that went with the LBW, the mm-hmm. green one that went with the LBW, was, I'm sorry to say this, so much better than the current one. Oh, really? And what it had is psalms. Okay. Key psalms for times of grief and sorrow. Blessings for all kinds of circumstances. So anything that you would do outside of the church. Blessing of a house. Blessing of someone in a hospital. Commendation of the dying. Prayer for discerning if you're going to stop care for a loved one. Sure. Prayer at the time of turning off life support. Prayers for people going through divorce. Prayers specifically targeted around the loss of an infant or the loss of a child. Mm-hmm. Funeral rites were in this book. So you would have that in both the. Order of worship for a funeral held within a sanctuary, but also burial rites. So the graveyard service and the scriptures and psalms and some song suggestions and all of that. Nice. So all of it got chucked into this little book that looks like a small day planner. Okay. (laughs) Like it's small enough. Yeah. I'm trying to think if it would fit in your back pocket. Maybe not quite that small, especially not in women's jeans. Mm -hmm. But it was a a small enough piece that definitely would fit into a purse. A wonderful, wonderful resource. Now, the current one is a little bulkier. The pages are a little thicker. Okay. So it's a little bit bulkier. It's a little bit larger. It might be like a quarter inch larger on each side. Sure. So it's just that much bigger that it's a little more awkward to hold in your hand. The nice thing with the previous one, this is all such silly stuff, but the old one, you could hold it open with one hand so your other hand was free to do the blessing. That's not silly. That's practical. Right? Like, really practical. By the way that the leather was was soft enough and the pages were thin enough, you could actually hold it open easily and still have your hand free to do, like, the mark of the cross on the person or hold up your hand in blessing. You didn't need both hands to hold it. So... Tiny little pieces like that just made that green one better. Sure. I have the current one, and I use it. uh, Not quite as much as I used my other one. But somewhere along the line, and this devastates, this breaks my heart. And if my internship supervisor hears of this, I hope she is not hurt because I grieve this greatly. Somewhere in my second call, my green Book of Occasional Services went missing
1: oh no and
0: I don't think that I lost it I think it got picked up and put on a shelf somewhere or some well-meaning individual grabbed it and put it somewhere it has my name engraved on it oh no so or embossed on it so if anyone out there in the world putting out the call sees a green book of occasional services with Amanda Zentz in the corner please get it back to me. (laughs) It will be well received and loved. Yes, I would weep with joy to receive this book back. They don't make them anymore and they're very expensive on Amazon. So there you go. You know, I'm making do with my cranberry colored book of occasional services, but they also divided it up into two books on this round. So your welcoming of new members, blessing of church instruments, all that
1: stuff is in another book now. And it's, is it the happy stuff in one book and the sad stuff in another? No, it's the
0: stuff that happens within the church building in one book. Okay. And the church that happens out in the wild. Okay. In the other book. And the stuff that happens in the church building is now a great big hardback book. Oh, yay. Bulky. That's bulky and you have to find a place to set it down so your hands are free. And the little one works fine. Just not (laughs) as well as the old one did. But that one is over on the passenger side door because I don't use it as frequently as I use these others. Sometimes I wonder about what car mechanics think when they get into my car.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They've got to know right away. (laughs) Well, Pacific Northwest, maybe not. Maybe not. Okay, so those all make perfect sense. A Bible, some sort of blessing things that has all the rituals and whatnot. Mm Mm-hmm. What about the bits and pieces? Because I know at certain times of year you got to have ashes. Sometimes you need water. Sometimes yeah. you need a communion wafer. What else do you stock your car with just oh. in case?
0: Well, it really depends on like where I'm headed and what the season is and how far out of town I'm going to be. Because a lot of stuff you can pick up at 7-Eleven. Oh, interesting. Right? <laughs> like I could buy a bottle of water or I could pick up a box of wine. One of those little sure. small little box of wines if I needed to. What's harder to find are the little disposable communion cups. Oh. And we don't use those at all here. No, we don't. And even when we were using individual cups here, we have glass ones. Yep. And so I've actually gone to my landlord's because I rent from a church and been like, hey, can you spare a sleeve of disposable
1: communion cups? No way. (laughs) So that I can tuck a sleeve in my car. What makes it a communion cup?
0: It's just a small individual just the size, just a the the tiny, tiny,
1: tiny, tiny. Yep. You could use a Dixie cup if pressed in a situation.
0: I could. Have I? I don't think I have. I'm trying to think if I have used a Dixie cup in like a hospital setting of any kind. I don't think I have. I think I've been able to find the little individual cups. Okay. And I could carry the glass ones, but the. Traveling communion kit that I was given at my ordin or er, not at ordination but at graduation we were all given like a traveling communion kit. Sure, that makes sense. And the little sleeve fits yeah. the disposable <laughs> cups. It <up>. Sure, <laughs> right? it doesn't quite fit the glass ones very well. But that has been used so much that, like, it's falling apart now. I pulled out what I showed you. I had made a—should I confess what it was, what the original bag was for? Please it was do. for dice, for Dungeons & Dragons. <laughs> nice. I made Tristan in a dice bag. And one day I was at home, and I couldn't find my traveling communion kit because— Reasons. Reasons. It ended up being here in my office. And I found a linen at home, and I found a plate— That a friend's son had thrown and Tristan had bought me for Christmas last year a small little plate that worked for the patent to put the food on. And then I had a tiny little Tupperware container to put wafers into Sure. and then just the sleeve of the communion cups and then picked up a box of wine on my way
1: to give communion. Do you have more of these stashed around if you had one in your office? Or yeah. are you pretty good about getting it back in your car?
0: No, I've got more of them.
1: <laughs> so what you're saying is, if you know somebody who's <laughs> going to be ordained, this is not a bad present to give.
0: It's not, but they're expensive. So, like, a formal one that's cheap starts at, like, 120 or
1: or $150. Yeah, but you've already proved that you could put together a pretty spectacular one. <laughs> Pretty thoughtful version. There's lots of different ways you can put them together. Yeah. So what are the essentials? What are we looking for? You need something to hold everything. You need something
0: that can hold everything and be easy to carry in and set down in a whole host of variety of settings. Okay. Right? Like when you're doing a hospital visit, you might have their little hospital tray thing, but it's going to be covered with their... A spirometer that is encouraging them to breathe every now sure. and then and they're so you're gonna want right, some washability in your kit and something small enough that you're not taking up a ton of space as sure. you're trying to set the meal out I have a very large traveling community kit that lives in my office and I've taken it for like festivals sure for pride or when we served at the trans festival I took that with me Because it's a whole box and I had space at those to use it. But otherwise, it's just such a large one that I don't take it out into the wild, so to speak. So something kind of small, something that's easily portable as you're walking in back and forth to your car in various and sundry forms of weather. Something that can be cleaned and wiped down because you're going into a lot of various and sundry places.
1: Oh, yeah. You mentioned hospitals.
0: Hospitals, care facilities, uh, individual home visits, that kind of a thing. And then what it needs to have inside of it is a container to store the wafers, a plate of some kind to put the wafers on when you're serving, something to store or carry the individual cups, hopefully something to store the wine or grape juice, like a small bottle. So that's the basics. Yep. Nice ones might have a linen enclosed inside of it so that you can lay out a linen for things to set on. Mm -hmm. It might have a cross in it. Those are the kinds of fancy versions that you can get.
1: There's no oil or ashes or anything else that needs to be incorporated? Not incorporated. Needs to be. Okay.
0: And most of us don't have that okay. because the container to carry the oil, mm-hmm. the ones that I've seen start around $250. All then. And like keeping in mind that pastors, we just don't, Get paid a ton of money. And we often have a lot of educational debt now. So these kind of amenities are not the kinds of things that we buy for ourselves. Sure. But they do have small, like rings. Oh, okay. That carry the oil for you that you can then use the oil for anointing and blessings. I haven't used oil for blessings in the wild very often. When I do, it's usually when I've set up somewhere and I have a small. Containery thing that I found at a gift shop somewhere. Sure. That I just pour olive oil into. Okay. And there have been times where I've gotten fancy with the oils, but in my years of ministry, I've defaulted back to just using extra virgin olive oil. Okay. Because fewer people have allergies to it. Oh, well, that makes so sense. So, almond oil, you don't know if the person has any kind of nut allergy, and that could be a problem any fragrances that you add oh, to it can
1: be a very big issue. Sense
0: can be a big issue, especially when you're in hospitals and care facilities. Yep. And so I just use extra virgin olive oil for all of my blessings and anointings now.
1: Is there anything else that has changed over the years from when you've been doing this?
0: Yeah. The biggest thing I think for me that has changed is the advent of the cell phone. Oh, and the that smartphone. makes perfect sense. Right. So I was thinking about this this weekend when I was driving from the hotel where I was staying to the rehearsal dinner for this wedding up in Washington. And it's dark out, right? Because it's winter. So it's dark out in the evening and I'm driving on these odd places I've never been before. And I'm driving by the giant Boeing factory and marveling at the scale of the thing and thinking about how I used MapQuest (laughs) when I started ministry.
1: Right? Well, you're also telling me about all the things taking up the space in your car where I still have miles and miles of maps and right, just piles of them. Right.
0: And so I don't have MapQuest directions sitting next to me. And I can't imagine. I was driving and thinking as I'm using my GPS on my cell phone, thanks to Google Maps that's sure. telling me where to go. And I was thinking, how what was it like to be a pastor before the internet? Oh, yeah. Like, how did these bastards find their way around the middle of nowhere and find their people's houses? Like, I vaguely recall pre-MapQuest locating things, but it's so far back there now. Oh, yeah. And now there are times when I don't even drive into the office without checking Google Maps. Oh, yeah. For traffic issues? For traffic issues. (laughs)
1: Right? Yep. Partly this was the beauty of being in Northwest Iowa. My father-in-law had these issues, but he also got to live where the grid ruled it all. It's a little easier to figure out where you're going when you know you're on a grid.
0: That's fair. That's super fair. And you know you can just keep turning into a certain direction and you're going to find your way. Exactly. And you
1: can always knock on the nice farmer's door and ask.
0: Right. Yeah. No. Not going to (laughs) happen. No. Mm -mm. Yeah. Very interesting. So I'd say the cell phone and having Google Maps GPS sure. get me places. And I was thinking about, I had even used GPS on some confirmation retreats Sure, uh, back in the mid 2000, 2007, 2008-ish. I was using some of that early GPS to get us around. Sure. And what a difference that made in ministry. So the other thing the cell phone has changed is that I don't really bring out that mini LBW very often. Oh, sure. That makes sense. People usually want about the same five hymns when they're not feeling well. And I can pull up those lyrics on my phone. Oh, sure. And so all you, you don't have, to have to do... Then have to worry
1: about fiddling with the book anyway.
0: Uh-huh. Exactly. And so I've done it many times where, like, I remember one of our matriarchs who died this year, Mary... And the family was all around, and I said, Mary, do you like Beautiful Savior? And I just pulled up Beautiful Savior, sat my phone on the bed next to her, and then was able to hold her hand. Oh. And then lean, you know, put my hand on her shoulder. Sure. And then sing to her, and then scroll it gently, right? Sure. But you can actually have contact with the individual and sing and get through the song and have... All kinds of lyrics at immediate disposal to you. You can even get a backup if you needed. That's right. If you can't sing real well, you can just hit play on the YouTube Mm -hmm. version. Yep. Nice. So that I think is the biggest change as far as pastoral care supplies, keeping things handy. Cell phones are useful. Super useful.
1: Okay. My last question to you is this. Is there something for either a religious reason or other reason that you just would not ever keep in your car? the one thing that i realized i shouldn't keep in my car okay is the open box of wine wow <laughs> that was pesky open <laughs> container laws oh and i totally didn't even think about the fact that what i
0: had done is i had gotten one of those you know they're kind of just the little boxes sure. of wine that you can pick up at 711 for 350 oh yeah and some kind of red and you know you use like two very drops little of it. So I had just stuffed it into the console in between the seats of my car. Sure, the cup holder. It's not like in the cup holder. It's like in the thing where you open up. And so it was in there with a whole sleeve of communion cups and, I think, a sleeve
1: of wafers. You had a visible excuse. (laughs) It's not Like, like you're a teenager with a box of wine. Right,
0: but it's clearly like Jesus to go. Sure. But nonetheless... It's an open container of wine. Uh huh. And so I realized I probably shouldn't carry the open container. So now it's just a sleeve of the wafers and a sleeve of the communion cups. And
1: I can swim in 7 Eleven. Nice. <laughs> yep. Excellent. Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us learn a little more about your pastoral roadside emergency kit. I look forward to sitting down with you another week on another topic. As do I,
0: and thank you all for joining us for today's
1: conversation. We would love to hear from you. You can reach out to
0: us on Facebook or email us at podcast at centralportland.org. Until we are back in your ears again, remember, God loves you no matter what.